welcome to Gamers of the Lost Ark, your place for deep delves into specific games and the amazing emotions they bring forth. With me, the host, not Ryan, it's actually Kaylee. We're here to take over. And my co-host, Alu. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. We've uh, overthrown Ryan. <laughs> and um, I know the logo has him on it, but we've taken over. We've, we've uh, taken over. It's been a mutiny. <laughs> no, that's not true. Today we're going to be talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. And Ryan has not played it, so we've decided we're going to do it without him. <laughs> so, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm excited. I'm really excited for this podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. We're both uh, really big Pokemon fans. Yep. And uh, this is the newest game in the franchise, and it's very different from all the other it ones. It is very different. <laughs> yeah, so we have to say that we both got to the credits. We rolled credits on yeah, it. Yeah, we both rolled credits. Um, we both haven't done the the next bit. Yes, we <laughs> I've have. I've a little bit of the next bit, but yeah, not so entirety. We're going to be talking about um, how we feel about the probably the main storyline until the credits roll. So we kind of know what happened post-game, but we were I think we both were of the consensus. We're both the type of people that don't like shiny hunting. We know about the legendaries that are available because we played Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Let's dive into it. So, in this brand new Pokemon game, you're taken to the Hisui region. Mm-hmm. Where you're dropped from the sky. <laughs> yeeted out of a rift. <laughs> yeah. You're yeeted out of the sky from what appears to me modern day Western society. Yeah, yeah. Almost. I don't know how your character starts off as a boy, but when you come in as a girl, you're like in just this t-shirt and shorts and a pair of sandals. Yep. This is like the exact same outfit. T-shirt cool. and shorts. I have to say, when you start off, you know the way you get a selection of preset characters to choose from? Yeah, yeah. So I obviously went for who the palest girl there because I'm ginger and I'm literally the palest person going <laughs> if you've ever seen me. And I she's blonde, which was fine because I knew in most of the Pokemon games now these days you can change your hair colour in the hairdressers. But when I, I did that and then I discovered you can't change your trainer card. No, you cannot. So yeah, you, you change your appearance, but you can't. it doesn't like change it on the your identity card as such. So yeah. like, when you go to save the game... Your your original character, mm-hmm. when even if you've like changed all your outfit and yeah. your hair color and your hairstyle, because I've done the exact same. I've changed my hairstyle. I look like a ninja basically, and it, it, on and then on my card, I'm just a basic bitch with a white t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's something that I was hoping maybe they would actually update in a patch. Yeah, I was hoping it's the same really, because like there's just no immersion if like your you, your player card doesn't change. No, <laughs> not at all. But it it was very interesting. I, I liked how the story started, where you are this person who's fallen out of the sky and you're from like a different world of some sort. Obviously, it's more so meant to be kind of our world, maybe. Although they do say that you've you've had experience with Pokemon before, but you're obviously from a modern day era. Hisui yeah. is from almost like an old style Japan. Yeah. And you're taken to this like old village and people are like, oh my God, who are you? What's this? <laughs> you've, you've just fallen out of the sky. Why are you wearing these clothes? So, how did you find the story when you first um, played it? I enjoyed the story, mm-hmm. like, like obviously going through it, and it was yeah, it was a decent story. I think like the whole ending of night, going to the restaurant and chowing down on some potatoes, like that got a bit repetitive after a while. Like yeah. <laughs> after it happened like three or four times, it mm-hmm. just got a bit repetitive. But yeah, I, I like the 
general, the way, the direction the story went, I enjoyed, like, mm-hmm. going off, calming the, I feel like, Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, just calming them, um, and then obviously meeting the Diamond and Pearl clans. Yeah, 100%. So, I was really surprised. I didn't expect the story to start how it did. No. I kind of thought you were just going to be this person who's in, like, old-style Japan, the Hitsui region. Yeah. And you were just going to start off there, like you grew up there, because like, normally in every Pokemon game, it's like, yeah. oh, you're moving town, but you're not, you haven't fallen out of the sky from a yeah, different, yeah. like. I personally would have preferred that route. Like, yeah. I would have preferred actually being a part of that setting and mm-hmm. growing up in that setting rather than the whole you fell out of the sky and you you know, you know about Pokemon, but you don't know about Pokemon because you've got amnesia and you've forgotten about everything. Yeah, I suppose it's a stereotypical trope, isn't it? Like, yeah. in a lot of story-based games no, or films. You've got to and... find yourself again. And it yeah. turns out he never actually does. And... <laughs> yeah, actually, I never think about that. Like, you never actually figure... You, you never, never go home. You never figure out who you are. <laughs> you never figure out where you're like, from. This is, this is your home now. Yeah, you just... Yeah. So, wow, I never thought about that. I think the story would have been a little better with being a part because then you could have like had maybe I know a lot of the Pokemon games give you a rival like a rivalry mm-hmm. like, right at the start and it's like your best friend becomes your rival yeah I think like if they had done that sort of thing in like, included into the story it would have made it a bit like a lot better it would have given it a bit more jazz in the story yeah or like. even emotional attachment I suppose yeah. to it because that's how I feel when I'm I... the best power like going around collecting all the Pokemon to help mm-hmm. build the Pokedex because this is pre-Pokedex days like your, oh. The whole story is making the Pokédex. It's a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a little, not even it's a, a, it's a diary. It's not it's even. A little, yeah. You're all flicking open little... your pages, drawing your little diagrams. This is how I assume it's it is. It's a scrapbook. Yeah, <laughs> I like that though. I think yeah, that's I like cool. that style. Yeah, so obviously there's things like that are being introduced for like supposedly in the Pokémon world the very first time. So say the Pokédex and stuff like that, yeah. which is cool. But yes, I I would agree on that. It got a little bit. I have to say, it made for great emotional storytelling because you first show up and everyone's so sketchy, like, with yeah. you. And they're like, oh my god, this new stranger came out of the sky. And you, I felt, I remember feeling, like, proper, like, oh my god, I'm isolated in this new world. <laughs> like, this is horrible. People are being mean to me. But obviously then the professor comes along and he just kind of takes you under his wing and vouches yeah. for you and <laughs> just stuff. Your best bud for, for yeah. a get-go. And I'm like, he looks like a bit of a weirdo, too. He's <laughs> <laughs> a truly weirdo, his little, um, more hat. hat on. Yeah, and I think he's supposed to be from Alola. From what I gather. Yeah, I think so. So I think it's because his is supposed to be super cold and he's just like, oh, I'm from like the really tropical <laughs> area. But yes, and then what did you think of the starter Pokemon? Because obviously they're not the traditional Sinnoh region starter Pokemon. They're like from, so it's Cyndaquil, Rowlet and Oshawa. So yeah. who did so... you choose? And then what did you think overall of that choice of Pokemon? Um, <laughs> the thing is, I chose Cyndaquil, but I never actually... Like <laughs> actually leveled it up. I got it to its second evolution and then just oh, yeah. put it in the pasture and moved on to better things. Goodbye. <laughs> Bigger and better things. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. I have like I show Cyndaquil as well, and I think I liked Cyndaquil when I used to play. Um, not Diamond and Pearl. Um, Silver and Gold or Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I would pick Cyndaquil, and I think it didn't have the same emotional attachment to your starters. No. The way you would in other games, where when you start off with your starter Pokemon in any other game, you're like, that's your ride and die Pokemon, yeah. that's your OP Pokemon, apart that's from when you get legendaries. Yeah, and that's the one you look after, and that's who you level up and look after. And I didn't feel the same way in this game. It's like you got your Cyndaquil, and the way that the game drives you forward to catch so many different Pokemon. Yeah. 
I think like mm. yeah, it kind of drowned out the the passion for leveling up your start Pokemon to be some absolute unit. Yeah, and it, I think it drowned out the overall drive to level up any Pokemon because they, you know, I think it was a lot easier to get different types of Pokemon and different evolutions of Pokemon. So yeah. say, Shinx, especially like Alpha variants as well. Like yes. you basically just fill your team up with Alpha variants. You don't even like use the normal. Basic mm-hmm. the the basic Pokemon. Yeah. Use the alpha versions of the, the alpha variants of those Pokemon. So like. Yeah, I just always remember like when I played Diamond Pearl, I had a Shinx and I leveled up to a Luxio and then got it to a Luxray, and it was like the pride I got from leveling it up. But then yeah. Luxrays are so easily available in this game. Yeah, I feel like I feel like like Pokemon level in this game is like really fast as well. Because mm-hmm. I I feel like the the old Pokemon games like it was so satisfying leveling your Pokemon because it was actually a, like a grind like you mm-hmm. had to do it otherwise you weren't going to progress yeah where in this one like you can literally have because it's just automatically shared XP mm-hmm. you could literally fill your team up say like what I do now is I've got a legendary because obviously I've rolled credits so I've got Palkia yeah. put Palkia in my team put all my like low level like in there and I'll just go around fighting alphas and then by half hour to an hour I've got you know my full team's like level 50 or 60 and it's just so quick to get levels yeah 100 percent. but anyway back kind of to the story of it i suppose some aspects i really really did like um i liked the whole you come in and you're like oh this is team galaxy and all of a sudden my i was a bit like team galaxy that's the bad guys from diamond and pearl so that's (laughs) like a very unusual twist yeah because in this game they end up being the good guys that you join and you help out sort of well i mean they do abandon you right at the end (laughs) i mean they have some flaws but overall their objective is good yeah but um then you have the diamond and pearl clan i thought that was a really nice touch to the game i like that whole you know warring clans yeah and i think it does bring it that element of this is older style pokemon region like it's mm. not modern day but it was cool and then you had obviously the clan leaders so you had adamant and i can't remember her name irida that's her name irida so you had adamant and irida and you know they end up you you get to choose one of them to go with kind of a, or to come with you towards the end towards and the end yeah i have to say i always preferred adamant yeah i see the way i did it was i preferred him over her but I, I prefer Palkia. That's fair. That's the legendary, yeah. so I picked her because obviously she's the Pearl, mm-hmm. Pearl Clan leader, which leads to catching Palkia first. Yes. But, but you get both of them anyway, so the choice doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, the choice doesn't matter, <laughs> but I did actually like because sometimes I think when the Pokemon games go along, you're kind of like, do they care about the characters anymore? But I think there were some interesting characters that I was like, okay, I'm actually feeling a bit attached to them. Yeah. Because uh, they care about their clans, but they had differing opinions. Obviously, Diamond Clan was about um, time. Yeah. They focus on time, and yeah. I like their little quips about, like, oh, we have you wasting time. Yeah. And then... Pearl's about space. Yeah, and she's like, oh, we have to use all the space. And it was, it was <laughs> yeah. cool. But yeah, I liked that, though. Yeah. I liked that little twist before they knew, even, like, before they knew about uh, Dialga and Palkia, and they thought the almighty... Sinnoh. Sinnoh was, like, one entity. Was, mm-hmm. was like, they were warring at each other, like, no, it, it's, it's, a, it's a space... Yeah. It's a space god. No, it's a time god. No, and then that that's what like caused them to clash. Yeah. And then they start to see like they start like once we're queuing the the guardians and they're starting to like you but like we're all starting to unite in, into one cause. And you can see them like putting aside their differences. I thought mm-hmm. that made quite a big impact for me on like the game. Yeah, 
And I think that was an interesting choice because I think it's something we can all relate to, even in history, that, like, obviously, say, when it comes to either religion or choice of views and stuff, people go at war with each other over these things. So it was nice to see a story where, you know, it takes that kind of fundamental and then unites the clans under the one thing to say that, hey, this isn't always a bad thing. We don't always need to be at war through a message that we all understand. I liked the story. I didn't expect it to go as deep as it did. No, yeah. yeah. I expected this to be very much on the lines of like a Pokemon Go type game. You just go around catching yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, so you I... get different like daily objectives and challenges mm-hmm. and stuff. That's what I thought it was going to be like. Like, I thought the main story was just going to be the Pokédex. Like, yeah. just filling that out. Was there any part of the main story that, that really stands out to you? Um, it's probably got to be like pretty much one of the last missions where you're going up to fight um uh commander command commando whatever his name yeah. is yeah when you're going up to fight him and then the restaurant owner is a little is actually a ninja oh, yeah. and he stops you like that was quite quite a big shock to me yeah and he just turns into a ninja yeah and you're like sorry pops some smoke turns into a ninja and starts fighting you. yeah and he's like I'm gonna eat you off this clearly for you go near commando yeah. you're like all right. And then when you defeat him, I like the whole little story that he gives about, like, why the commander's doing what he's doing, like, why he pushed you out, and he's just, like, he's making a request of you to, like, beat him and mm-hmm. forgive him sort of thing and, like, help him, basically. Yeah. And I like that part. Like, they're best buds, and he just wants you to help his best bud, basically. Yeah. Get out of a sticky situation that he's put himself in. Yeah, I think... There's a lot of times where, you know, you feel like an outcast or you feel betrayed by the people that you've been helping. Mm. But I think it always like resolves itself in a way that you're like, oh, they're only they're only doing it for the right reason. So I never yeah. felt super salty towards the end. There are moments that I'm kind of like, you really treat me bad. Yeah. Like I've just done everything you've asked me to. And what do you do? You cast me out in the village. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, oh, sorry about that. And, like, I felt it. I remember being like, wow, I feel really I, I, Yeah, I was like, I felt attacked as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like, I'm offended. I'm really... <laughs> and then it's really sad because you obviously go through those scenes where, you know, you've been outcast and they're like, oh, go talk to um the Diamond Guardian, the first one you ever see. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I can't help you because, you know, it'll see that we're allying with you. We can't do that, so yeah. go here. And then and you go, go to someone else. one, and then he doesn't have any... He can't help you either, and then you're just sat pondering into, yeah. the, into the lake, and then Volvo and then it, comes yeah. around. No, but then even before that, Shinx comes up to you, and it's like, hello, and you're like, oh, Shinx wants to look after me, and then it fecks off, and yeah. then you're just like, wow, I'm just so alone in the world. But yes. And then you reflect, and then Volvo comes in clutch, and it's like, yeah, I can speak to this in. lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Volo's like, hey, I'm a bit weird. I'll be your best friend. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, hmm, I just want to learn more about stuff. Obviously then, how do you, is there any characters you have a specific attachment to? So there's a lot of characters throughout. Yeah, there is quite, there's quite a lot of characters, Mm. to be fair. Like, each mount that you can ride and each guard, each, Mm -hmm. um, like, titan, I guess, well, I can't remember what they're called. The lord, one of the great lords, that's the one they're called. Each of them has, has a, unique character that protects them so it's just like there's a lot of characters to choose i'd probably i'd say volo i like volo like you'll just randomly pop up and tell you about some ruin and you go there and yeah. explore that ruin and obviously or he'll give you like a load of backstory to that ruin 100 percent. yeah he like he's a very interesting character no i 100 percent thought it was a female at first because he <laughs> looks so like cynthia from Diamond yeah Girl. yeah and I think that was um, probably a design choice and it was supposed to give you that nostalgic aspect that, hey, these are probably the ancestors of those characters you meet in Diamond and Pearl. So at first, because he like he looks so like Cynthia and because he had a little ponytail thing or a bun, sorry, going on, I was like, 
oh, this is a girl. And then it was only later on when they're like, oh, he, Volo is a guy. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, which is really cool. And then obviously you have other characters like Kamado's based off Professor Rowan. And yeah. you see all these little likely um, things. Like even the fact that your main character is based off of the same character as Diamond and Pearl. Like the yeah, main. There's a, they've, they've definitely like fought long and hard about what little snippets from yes. the Diamond and Pearl that they can put into this without being overly obvious. But mm-hmm. like it's like hidden hidden little things that they put in there. And like when you do see it, and you're just like, oh, actually, this mm-hmm. person looks like that person, or yeah, that little thing there is like in the exact same as like Diamond and Pearl. Like they've definitely done it right yes. in terms of. It being like a prequel. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like the perfect le- level of nostalgia. Um, not overkill, but it's just properly like it's not like oh, this person's directly related to. They don't even mention anything towards Diamond and Pearl, but you can just tell if you've played yeah. Diamond and Pearl. You're like, oh, that's based off this person, and it's a, it's nice. I I remember thinking, oh, it's a lovely. It's person. almost like little he- Easter eggs that you're hunting yes. for, sort of thing. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. So then, I'm trying to think who did I connect with as a character most. Volo was cool. I did like Volo. Oh my god, I'm thinking of that dumb character that's like really, really full of himself. Melly, I think his name was. He's one of the guardians for Electro. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, at first I thought it was a girl too, but it's actually a guy. Yeah, Melly. And oh my gosh, he grinded my gears. Something <laughs> terrible. He was just so It's unbelieved. like right at the end when he pops up and it's just like, why didn't you ask me to come here to help? Cause like, I was like, you didn't want you so <laughs> unbelievably obnoxious. Like, he really just grinded my gears. But, um, yeah, I like the little story, like, of Irida and, you know, the guardian that looks after Arcanine. Yes. And how she wanted to be leader of the Di- or the Pearl Clan. And how Irida kind of looked up to her. I like those little tiny little plot twists that make you yeah. care for the characters more. And then more. she like stepped down her passion because Arcanine went missing, and then she had to look after the pups and train, yeah. like look out, well look after them. Yeah, I love everybody it. wanted. Like, I like that part of the story actually because like they all, everyone knew, like the whole Pearl Clan wanted her to train up the two pups for mm-hmm. one of them to become the next Lord. Yeah. And she didn't want that. She wanted them just to do what they wanted. Yes, she like put the Pokemon like thoughts and feelings and her care for them first before what other people thought of her, which is very yeah, respectful. Yeah, because like, the whole story before meeting her is like, the backstory is the whole clan basically hates her. It's like, she's an outcast because mm-hmm. she isn't doing what they want. I mean, same. <laughs> we understand. Maybe well, yeah, that's why we, we like we it. We got outcasts as well. <laughs> <laughs> True. It brought you back to like the first Pokemon game where you had the Cubone that like lost its mother, Marowak yeah. and stuff, where... You know, you come along and this baby Arcanine had lost its father who died trying to protect or trying to rescue him from the sea. And you're just like, oh, that's that's deep. That cuts very yeah. deep. And, obviously... and then plot twist, he's not actually dead. He's just in the volcano. Yeah, he's just chilling. <laughs> he's just chilling in the volcano. <laughs> but I'm like, at first I was like, I'm not sure. Because remember, they were supposed to say it was a ghost. So you never yeah. really 100% know if that's like maybe it's spirit or if it's an actual Arcanine. But it's cool. I liked it. That was a really good part. Yeah. Um. Overall, how did you find... The trying to cure the frenzied noble Pokemon or Lord Pokemon. Um, it's a it's a it's a tough one really because like I liked the system that they tried to do like the whole dodge its attacks, throw little things at it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like they could have done more of that system. Like instead of it just being sacks of powder that you're throwing at them, I feel like they could have done like something else, like interact with like the terrain to like stun it or yeah. lock it down or something. Like to just do something different. Mm-hmm. 
it was a good system and they tried to implement something different into a Pokemon game. Yeah. So I feel like it worked, but not... It worked, but they could have done it better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I kind of liked it. It never felt like it was too challenging. There was definitely one. I think the Arcanine, the Arcanine one was the hardest. Was the hardest that one. was the hardest. But I think <laughs> overall, they never felt too challenging, but they felt challenging enough at the time. And I think it's one of those things where I don't feel so bad about it because it's not 100% what I wanted, but I think it's where the Pokemon franchise is going to go. That makes me happy about a lot of the stuff. So there's a lot of stuff in this game that I think isn't 100% there, but I think yeah. it makes me hopeful of where yes, it's going to go. Like, the general mechanics of the game and the idea that they had is brilliant. Yeah. It's very good. It's a, it's a fresh... It's a, it's fresh for a Pokemon game and just wasn't executed correctly. No. Where, I ho- like, hopefully if they do this again, which I'm hoping they do, mm-hmm. they'll iron out because obviously now they've had like the game out for a little while now, and like they've obviously received like tons of feedback and mm-hmm. all that jazz. I'm hoping the next one is going to be insane. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I really hope that they do continue this type of series. That may be like I would love to see if they did a similar style with say the Hoenn region, yeah, or the Kanto region. Like, there's plenty of regions for them to do prequels to, like they've done with this one. Like the Johto region, because the whole, um, you know, the whole lore of, you know, the tower that had burnt down in Johto, and then Ho-Oh went over the tower, and there was three burning Pokemon in it, and they, this is the this is the myth, I'm not sure if this is true, but the myth was, say, there was a Vaporeon, a Flareon, and a Jolteon in there that died, and Ho-Oh went over it and saved them, I, roughly, this isn't 100%, but then they turned into Suicune, Entei, and Raikou. And I love that story, but they could totally go and do a Pokemon Legends about Jodos to yeah. do something like that, and I would love that. But overall, yes, the mechanics of the game in general, I really liked the direction they're going in. I like how it's not just, you see a Pokemon, you go into battle with it. It's like you have the choice to run away, you have the choice to catch it, you have the choice of like throwing berries or mud or whatever at it to stun it before even throwing out a Pokeball mm. with a Pokemon in it. It's not 100% about battling. But no, you have exactly. the option. I like that because I like I like being a little sneaky little devil. So yeah. I like, like the whole like creeping up in a bush, mm-hmm. getting behind it, throwing it at it because there's obviously the 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 like, the back crit basically, mm-hmm. which gives you a, a, an extra set of chance for it to actually be caught. And it's very satisfying when yeah, you hit it. when you hit that and it makes that nice noise. Yeah, I feel like. The only thing they could have done better is maybe the pathing of the Pokemon, because I feel like a lot of the Pokemon that I saw out in the wild would, would basically were just doing circles. Mm-hmm. They were just going around in circles rather than having like a path that the yeah. a more natural path that they take. The most of them were just flying around or sitting and like walking around in circles. It just it took that little bit of immersion away. Yes, I felt a hundred percent. Especially when <laughs> I always think of the Gyarados and the Crobat that are flying in circles <laughs> in the air. So it's not even the ones ru- like running away around because I think in certain areas you can get over that a tiny bit. But when you see them just floating in the air doing the exact same circle, and you're like, ah, oh, come on, like a yeah. little bit, but. <laughs> Yes, um, I agree on that one, and hopefully that's something that they improve on. Because yeah, this is something Ryan says because he played Pokemon Sword and Shield for the that was his first ever Pokemon game, and the fact that the Pokemon were running around, he was just like, "How was this not done sooner?" Yeah, and all of us Pokemon fans who had played since the beginning were like, "This is revolutionary," and he's like, "It shouldn't be. It should have already been it." Yeah, compared to all like it's just when you compare to other games, but look, it's Pokemon it's Nintendo. They choose to do whatever they want to do. So I'm just hoping that it'll be going in the right direction. Yeah, I hope forward. they think long and hard about this one and feel like and make sure that they make another one and do it better. Yes, a hundred percent. Because like 
the, like the whole pathway thing, like especially for like people that like grind out the shiny hub, then it just takes a bit of the fun away when they're constantly running through the same path and mm-hmm. the same Pokemon are doing the same circles. It just it takes a little bit of fun away from it, not seeing different something something different each time you go yeah. into an instance. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then, what did you think about to say the Guardian Pokemon who who you say you got to ride on? I think this was obviously a replacement for what used to be HM moves. So you could be yeah, surf. Yeah, HM moves and the bicycle. And yeah, and bicycle and rock smash. And, <laughs> but yeah, so the HMs were kind of replaced by using actual Pokemon. Yeah, like your Pokemon, all your Pokemon can like use rock smash. Yeah. All your Pokemon can hit the metal nodes to get yes. the little rock, like the little pieces of minerals and yeah. stuff. And all of them can harvest the trees, which mm-hmm. I liked because in this game, you're constantly switching out your team. Mm-hmm. So if, if you did have TMs and HMs, I feel like it would have been a bit of a ball ache yep. to constantly switch out your team and then have them to teach each new like team mm-hmm. you're using each TM and HM so you can actually traverse the map. I feel like that would yes. have been a bit of a ball ache, which is probably why they took it out. Yes, potentially, but I also just think it added to you know the whole experience of immersion. Like, it's let's be realistic. You want like I would have wanted to see that in earlier games. I, this is how I would have preferred to see Pokemon be used. Yeah. And like you always like dream of like riding on your Pokemon, and especially as a kid, you know, you expect like that's yeah. how you imagine things were. I feel like there's little points of immersion that they should have included. Like I feel like, especially with like breaking of rocks, I feel like a rock type, ground type, or a fighting type only sort of thing. Because, mm. like, you know, you could, unless you could literally, you know, whack out a worm pool and it'll bash out a rock. Like, I don't that think that's true. realistic. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> you could be very specific that, like, yeah, certain, and potentially that's something they could do going forward, that, like, specific type of Pokemon can use specific moves. Like, maybe a grass type could like, knock down. Because, like, obviously, the, the emphasis of this game is exploration. And yes. I feel like doing little bit snippets like that will make it just that much more immers- like, mm-hmm. immersive. Because, you know, like, it's not really immersive when you can just run around with a wormpole and it can do everything. <laughs> I do like this image of you with a wormpole just running around trying to conquer the world. I love it. This is fantastic. I hope maybe I will make some promo for the podcast where it's just you and your wormpole. It's just me and my wormpole. <laughs> the one that I gave away straight away to one of the guys outside the... Oh, brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we were discussing, we both called the different names. I called my Beautica. I call my Beautifred. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I want my silicone to turn it into um, a beautifly, and then beautiful. it turns into um, a cascoon, uh, and the yeah, perf fucker doesn't realise it's going to turn into a dust ox. <laughs> we're, we're both sitting there going, oh no. Oh, and I it have... doesn't actually turn into, so you don't actually get to see the shock of him mm-hmm. realising his mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was brutal, because when it evolved, I was like, oh, we're going to get to see it become a dust ox and him be really sad, but it didn't happen. The thing I like about that system, like the whole, you can give it, like, the quests, well, we might as well just talk about the whole, the, the little side quests whilst, mm-hmm. before I bring up the point I'm about to make. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of that? So I really liked it, like, the whole, all the little side quests that you can do, like, I feel like it just added a bit more to the game. Like, yeah, I loved it. I really liked it. I love when you did side quests specifically for people in your town that, you know, after a while you come back and you see, like, Pokemon hanging around. Yeah. Not just in the pasture, but even in the pasture. That's a cool element yeah. to it. But you see people with a Geodude around or with yeah. a Starly that you've given away. And you start seeing people 
when they first because when you first start the game, all the people are really skeptical of Pokemon. Yeah, and then just get terrified. Yeah, and then later in the game, you're looking around, and be like, oh, nearly I've given away so many Pokemon. Nearly everyone in this town has a Pokemon. Look how everyone's come together, and everyone has like their own little friend. And I love yeah. that. Like, I just love like observing the town and seeing like it's kind of like you can see how many side missions you've done and how many people you've helped just yeah. by the amount of Pokemon that are in the town. Yeah, I really enjoyed the side missions as well because that was the point I was going to bring up was the whole system where like with certain, or, like with some of the certain side quests, they require you to give them a Pokemon. <laughs> and I like the fact that it's not really a sacrifice because you're giving that Pokemon to that person but it's in the world. Yes. Like after, after you've completed the mission, that Pokemon then re- resides in the world. So you're not... It's, you're you're not completely losing that Pokemon. No, you, get you can to just see go it every say time. hi. But the nice thing about that system is the the type of Pokemon that you give is the type that sits on the world. Mm-hmm. So like you can give them a small Geodude, or you can give them a larger Geodude, and it will actually be different. Like yeah. it'll be smaller, or be a larger. Or if you give them an Alpha, it will be massive. Mm-hmm. Or if you give them a Shiny, it will be shiny. Yes, like, exactly. I liked I like that like detail where. The size, the shiny mm-hmm. of the Pokemon, or even if it's male or female, will actually show. It's yeah. Not just, it's not just a basic Geodude that you give. Yeah, and or... like realistically, like if me and you put our we had our switches side by side and we were going through our town, there'd be different Pokemon and different sized Pokemon like all throughout yeah. the town, especially so... at the farm. Yeah. So when my when the guy asked for the ground type, I think mm. it was the ground type, or it was no, it was a Pokemon strong to be able to plow a field. Mm. I gave him the Alpha Snorlax. No so way! So I've just got this massive Snorlax on a farm there. <laughs> wow, I think I just gave him a Geodude or a Machop or something. <laughs> and you're massive... like, here, have my Alpha Snorlax. So yeah, I gave him like... an Alpha Snorlax, and then for the when he needed water, I gave him a Psyduck. I gave it a Psyduck too! <laughs> and then, what, oh, what was the other one? There was another one, and I think I gave it, um, I think it might have been a Starly. Just something really basic. Mm, I can't remember what my last one was. I just think that's hilarious because you're like Alpha Snorlax would eclipse the whole town and everyone be <laughs> yeah. like, where's the sun gone? It's just like the Snorlax up on the little farm. It's literally farm. massive. Size of like one of the houses in there. Yeah. That's mental. But yes, the side quests are super cool and I like it. And it was like a very good way to level up your Pokemon. Yeah. And and to get items as well. Yeah. You get a lot of good like XP items. Mm-hmm. Items that you are used to evolve. Um, I like the system that they implemented with the whole um, with, to help with the Pokemon that can only evolve through trading, mm. they give you an item called a linking cable, yes. which you use on those Pokemon, so you don't have to trade them. So you can just com- play it. You can com- you can play and complete the Pokedex just completely on your own yes. without having to rely on other people. Which is good because I think that's something like everyone just thought was a bit of a bollock. Especially back in the day, it was a DS, and all the only way you could like actually trade as being face-to-face and you linking up with a linking cable. Yeah, or the old Game Boy. Did you ever do it with the Game Boy? Game Boy yeah. That was insanity. But yeah, and then, they, like, to be honest, they kept it up and I was like, oh, give it a rest. Like, you know, especially as time goes on, all of my friends play Pokemon, so yeah. I don't want, like, I don't have people to trade with. I used to have two Game Boys, two DSs, for, and I used to buy each Pokemon game, one of each Pokemon game, so i get Diamond and Pearl, I'd get Ruby and Sapphire, so that yeah. I could trade with myself. <laughs> and maybe that's how they're getting their money yeah now it's dawning on me and I was like this is how they're getting us this yeah. is exactly how they're getting us we're making they're making so much money that's off why they people like two me versions, so yeah. people can buy both versions so they can trade them with themselves yeah 
I am that person. So I re- just yeah, I really <laughs> like the fact that they implemented that. So you can literally complete the entirety of the game on your own mm. without having it. Obviously, like it's quite expensive. It's an expensive item unless you get it through questing and stuff because mm. it's like three thousand MP or something like that. And the MP is used. Uh, the way you collect that is by collecting the lost satchels of people that have actually died. I like that as well. I think I don't know if I've messed up or something because I collected the satchels and my MP has not grown in any way, shape, or form. You still so... collect the reward. You have um... loads ready to collect. I saw it when I saw your switch the other day. Oh. <laughs> okay, I have. I've lost. I've. I've missed the ball on that one. You're gonna have loads of MP because he has quite a few ready to claim. <laughs> nice. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's good. But yeah, so I like that system. It's like if you die, you drop a satchel. I've died once in the entirety of the game. So I've dropped a satchel somewhere, and somewhere in the world can find that satchel and claim it. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That I thought nice. that's a pretty cool little system. That, that is. I actually like that as well, now that I figured it's it like, out. It's Thanks. like other, pe- <laughs> other people's deaths will impact your world because it will drop a load of lost satchels on your map for you to go around and collect. So yeah. it's a never thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is cool. And, like, yes, as you said, 100% good that you can complete the Pokédex without anyone else's help. Because it's just, it can be a pain sometimes. Yeah, especially and, in the training ones. Yeah. And another thing, actually, now that you're after saying it, that I love is that Pokémon don't automatically evolve. No, you get to choose when they evolve now. And I love amazing. that. I think that is brilliant. You don't have to spam B when they're evolving now to cancel it. You can just pick when it evolves. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're trying to get, like, an Espeon or an Umbreon. Yes. And, or, and then it, because now that they evolve into Sylveon, because, okay, people probably already know, Espeon's one of my favourite Pokemon, and since the fairy type came out, I know exactly how to get an Espeon, you just level up the friendship, you evolve it during the day, but all the Eevees, no baby doll eyes, which is a fairy type move, and if your Pokemon know, or if your Eevee knows a fairy type move, it will automatically evolve into a Sylveon, and it's been the biggest pain in the butt. The yep. biggest pain in the butt. Sorry, this is my little rant here. But <laughs> now that this system's come in place, that you can choose to evolve it whenever you want. Also, we should go into the move That's pool. That's what I was just about to mention. Because of the new move pillow, which is absolutely the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, that it is. Like, not having to forget moves is a godsend. You don't have to get TMs. Nope. You don't have to make them forget moves. You don't have to choose between things you can... You can just swap up their move set. It's fantastic. This new move. Uh, I like. I like how they've like. So like, we've just obviously explained like the whole move thing. Like you can just switch and swap whenever you want, yeah. wherever you want, literally. I like how they've tried to freshen up the combat as well with mm. the strong and agile forms. Yes, I actually quite like that. I think because at first when they first advertised, I was like, oh, this is just going to be silly. Because let's be realistic, the Pokemon franchise sometimes brings out silly yeah. things and they try new things that don't work. But this actually works. This is really <laughs> good. Yeah. Because it's obviously you have your normal move that you can just press and you, you do it. Yeah. But then if you know the strong style, you lose two PP, but it's like extra strength. Yeah. If you do agile strength, and then uh, your style. opponent goes twice before you go again. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. It's like more strategy to it. Yeah. It's not just straightforward. And I've and you can chain them as well because like the way the way I've worked it is like I'll always quickly go because sometimes if you go onto agile, it won't give you the double move because that mm. opponent's faster than you. Yeah. But sometimes when it does give you that double move, you can do it again, and sometimes they give you a triple move. Oh. So sometimes you can hit three times. And I always do, and if I if I do get that instance, I always do two agile, and then I'll do a strong, and that Pokemon's gone. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I <laughs> I had it set up that I just made my Espeon super fast. Like, I because Espeon already has super high speed anyway, but I, I can't remember the little what the name of the little items are called that can um increase the uh, oh, X, X speed and all that. Yeah, stuff. those stuff. Yeah. I just gave it loads of speed so that whenever it attacks. In agile style, I get like uh, to be honest. Anytime I attack in strong style, I'm always straight away again. Yeah. Because my Espeon speed is so fast, and I'm like, yeah, get in there. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really, really good take. And also, actually, I wanted to question: How did you feel about Alpha Pokemon? Because obviously, this is they've tried V like the V maxing before. Yeah. They've tried Mega Evolutions. They've yeah, tried... they've tried everything basically. They have tried a lot, and I feel like. I feel like Alpha Pokemon works because mm-hmm. the game is about exploring the world and catching yes. Pokemon. Like, I feel like it gives that bit of variance. Like, because obviously you've got... So the way it works is you've got your map, you've got set alphas that always spawn, and then you've got chances for all the other Pokemon to be an alpha, which yeah. I really like. Cause so, like, there's also, so there's like a sort of shiny hunting, but it's not as alpha hunting. Yeah. So they've in- included that extra thing for people that do like grinding out shinies or grind- grinding out the alphas now. Mm-hmm. And then you can combine them both and find a shiny alpha. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane luck if you do find one. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I like them. I like them. And, and I feel like I like them even more because the alpha Pokemon are strong, they're big, and they always learn a move that isn't a part of their type. Yes. Which I like as well. Because I think I had a... A cipher that could use rest. It was just like, well, this thing's gonna be bloody OP because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can give it a load of attacking moves, and then if it gets too low health, just rest and then bang, I'm straight full health again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I like the alpha Pokemon. I just think they're not too wildly out there. It's not like because the V it was called V maxing, wasn't it? When in Sword and Shield, no, uh... V max is to do with the Pokemon cards. But you know when they grew super big, Giganta. Max or something? No, I, I think it was Vmax. Was oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I was. Know. I'm getting confused, lads, because I was. I'm collecting Pokemon cards too. So, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. In Sword and Shield, they grew super large, and I was just like, this is so unrealistic. I don't understand why this is a thing. And I don't think they ever expanded on the story very well. Mm, but nah. obviously, they had tried. Was it when they remade Omega Ruby and Sapphire? They did Mega Le- Evolutions, and I was like, they're all right. I can I can get on board Mega Evolutions. I thought it was cool, mainly because Mega like Sceptile is fucking awesome. But oh, Mega Evolution Gengar, so cool. Pure white one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, some of the Mega Evolutions I could totally get behind, but not the like V maxing. No, that was just I think too out there, and I was like, why Pokemon? Why are you trying to like overkill with this like massive Pokemon stuff? But then obviously Alpha Pokemon came in this game, and it completely works for what you're doing. Yeah, you're they're not like you said. They're not too big. Like they're yeah. a little bit bigger than like the 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 biggest size of Pokemon that you can get. Because obviously they still do the whole system where you can get small variants, big like yes. medium and big variants. So the the alphas are just a little bit bigger than the bigger variants that you can get. So they're not too in your face. Yeah, it's but not they are stronger. Unrealistic, but it it kind of makes sense. Like if you were out in the wilds. And say, I don't know, you have wild horses or yeah. zebras or something. You can tell who the alpha is because they're normally bigger. Like, it's realistic to say the animal kingdom that you would see a bigger type. That's maybe the alpha male or female. So I think that's realistic and I like it. So, yes. 100%. I just don't like the glowing eyes. 
It's just, it doesn't work. Thankfully, they go away once you capture them. Yeah, thank thank God for that. But when they're in the wild and they've got glowing eyes, some of, like, some of them are like, it clips out of their face or like, it's mm-hmm. not it, like it's not on their eye socket. Yeah. It's just really weird. Yeah, it's a bit terrifying. Especially if you're running around at night and then yeah. they're just. I've seen some hilarious clips of people like freaking out because they've been like trying to sneak around, but all of a sudden an alpha Pokemon just pops up behind them and they just freak out. <laughs> yeah. It's like the stuff of nightmares. But yes, I really liked Alpha Pokemon. And I do like the whole scale that they're smaller Pokemon too. And it's very visually, like, you can see it straight away. Yeah. Because it's more realistic. It's not like, if it was a world where they were all completely the same size, you'd just be a bit like, why? And I know for the most part they are. But yeah. having those little details. The like, little variants, it's just a little bit more immersive. I feel like if their pattern was a bit better and the, and the Pokemon count was a little bit bigger, yeah. then I feel like, obviously you got the outbreaks. That's mm. like we should talk about that system yes. whilst we're talking about actual masses of Pokemon. You mm-hmm. can get out, uh, outbreaks every so often, which yeah. will literally be like a patch of Pokemon, and that's when you can really see like the size difference, like mm-hmm. the size variance, because some of them will be bigger, some of them will be smaller, and yes. you can actually see that when you have an outbreak. Yeah, when you get a ridiculously large Eevee next to like yeah. the little Eevees, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> For me, personally, the outbreaks are good, but I just think they could be more. I think sometimes they're very small. Yeah. And you're like, I wouldn't class those as an outbreak. No. And I feel like the population should be more anyway. Yeah. Because the whole emphasis is going around exploring this world full of Pokemon to create a Pokedex. It doesn't really feel full. Yeah. Because like, you'll walk around and you'll get the odd one dotted about. Where mm-hmm. I feel like if there was like more of them like more yeah. population like more patches of pokemon throughout the world because like, i've been running around one like before and like there would be like a massive just open bit and i feel like you could have if, if it was a like a world vastly full of pokemon like like the story claims it is i wouldn't have like walked through a completely open plane so mm-hmm. there, would be, there would be pokemon there yes a hundred percent and you know as we keep saying, I I just feel like this is like the testing ground for yeah. maybe what could be something brilliant going forward. Um, what about the time distortions? I really I enjoyed them. It's like um so like especially post game as well. Like mm-hmm. they're fun to do. It's just something to do on top of finishing off the Pokédex because yeah. obviously you go in there, you get any sort of random Pokemon. Like well, it's not random Pokemon because each there are some that come. There's zone specific. Pokemons, but I feel like yeah, I I enjoy them. Mm. I feel like the items from them can be a little bit o- overpowered sometimes. Like I've been in there and you can get like Nugget, which is like straight up ten k. Yeah, and I feel like that's a little bit broken, especially because you can do them literally as soon as the game starts because they start popping up as soon as you go in. Oh, it. but let's be realistic. Are you brave enough to do it when the game I starts? I, that's how I caught my Umbreon. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in the first zone, like, or maybe second zone, and I caught my Umbreon. No way. Yeah. I was not brave enough, because I went in once, and I got absolutely eaten out of it by a Because um, once it, a it starts, you get the free Pokemon that start, mm. you can instantly pop a Stealth Spray, go into a bush, and the rest of the Pokemon don't see you, and you just sit there and catch them all. Oh, I see. I was just... I was too much of a I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I just went in, and I remember... Being too scared, I saw the level of the Pokemon because they're quite high in those distortions, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh, I can't!" I was like, "I can't." It is tough. I, I like it though. I think it's yeah. a nice challenge, especially yeah. as you get like kind of middle of the game. Yeah, especially the post game like, as well because all the levels skyrocket post game. Oh, do they? Yeah, in those okay, space I didn't know that. So it actually gets tougher as well. 
Nice. I like that. I like that there's a little area that you can go in and you're a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can take this on, but I'm going to chance my arm and then go in. You're like, oh, it's great. I like that. I do like them. They're very random. And at first I thought it was broken. (laughs) because obviously when you first go in new Pokemon don't spawn no yeah and I was like oh it's broken yeah but it's not you just apparently have to be patient which I yeah you have to yeah because it it takes a while for it to actually start because I've done I when I first did one I was Mm -hmm. like is is this it what am I supposed to do am I supposed to catch all the Pokemon like in this bubble before it starts or Mm -hmm. (laughs) what what happens it (laughs) yeah and then how did you feel about actual the Hisuian types of Pokemon so obviously in different games, you had the Alolan yeah. versions of Pokemon um, we already knew, but now we have the Hisuian versions. I don't... I don't... There wasn't really any major ones that I thought, like, oh... Mm-hmm. I, Zoro, Zoro, Zorak, is it? Zoroark, yeah. I feel, I feel like that's the only one I liked. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I just... And maybe the Typhlosion, because I've seen it. Yeah. I, but you I, never leveled up. He only got to Quilava. <laughs> I actually did look after my Cyndaquil and yeah, did, did get it to a Typhlosion. I abandoned that thing straight away. And then I abandoned it afterwards. It went, <laughs> it went straight to a Haunter. That is fair. That is fair. Because that is my favourite Pokemon. Yeah, obviously, um, I had a Typhlosion and I evolved that. And I was like, that's cool because it's actually, from what it looks like anyway and what I've seen online, it's based off of the original shiny model of Typhlosion, which was like a purple flamed version and stuff so I thought that was very cool I like that they added a new type so you have fire and ghost yeah um the other two obviously have, have different types too I'm not exactly sure what exactly they are but um there was a few that I really liked and I just didn't I thought that the types weren't or the new Hisuian version of the Pokemon weren't crazy out there which was nice so say you had Growlithe and I was like yeah that's fine but I thought the Hisuian Arcanine was very cool yeah. I liked Hisuian and Arcanine and Hisu and Zora um Zoroark was very cool as well. Yeah, I like that. That's probably my one of my favourite ones. Yeah. Well, like as opposed to say a Lolan like execute or executor where you're just like, Whoa, why is he a giraffe? You yeah. know, some of them that are just mental. Yeah. I liked that these ones are like more almost not prehistoric that's definitely not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it seems like they're from the past. And I, ne- I never saw oh, coughing either. Because, like, literally on the HQ building is the last evolution of coughing. Yeah. And you never see a coughing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that that is never, so true. That never added up. That like, is so how true. How did they get a statue of a, of that mm-hmm. without it actually being in the game? Yeah. But then how do you feel? Like, obviously there's some new evolutions that were added in. So you have Earthering's evolution. You have yeah. Stantler has a ev- new evolution. Scyther. Scyther. Obviously, they came more so in the form of the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I I got a cleaver. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I got the metal metal sheet that you needed to upgrade the scissor with. Uh, not scissor. Um, Scyther with. Yeah, so I just I liked got an them. Alpha version as well. Oh my nice. rest, my rest one. <laughs> so I've not Holy got a rest moly. cleaver. Yeah, that's gonna be OP. Yeah, it's pretty OP. <laughs> yeah. I just like them. I just never... Like, I know they introduce new types and sometimes you're like, hey, don't fix what's not broken. But I didn't think they overdid it with some of these. No, I like I like the... Yeah, the Ursa Luna. Mm. I like the... Weird Year. Weird Year. Yeah, oh, and the like... uh, Basquillian. Basquillian, yeah. is it? That, that has another one. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I, yeah, they didn't really overdo it. They had a use, like, as, a, as guardians, because you get them as guardians anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can also get the item to evolve the Basque Chug, whatever it's called. Yeah. 
and stuff like that to actually gain them as Pokemon to fight with. Like mm-hmm. I do, I do like that. It, it is like a little little bit of freshness on some old yes. Pokemon. Yeah, 100% agree. Another thing I actually want to bring up because I was just looking at my notes is this. This bothered me, but I want to ask your opinion on it. the three sisters. Oh, they they just had no point. There were no there mm-hmm. was no point in them. They yeah. had nothing to do with the story whatsoever. They were just an annoyance. Because yep. post game they uh, they randomly attack you. Yeah. Yeah. I just there's they're basically the team rocket. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I found this in Sword and Shield too that like they were kind of trying to get away from this whole team aspect that like oh the teams are the bad guys and like there's this like bad organization yeah. and that like the punk dudes from Sword and Shield were only following what was her name I can't remember the little punk rocker girl. Yeah. With the more peco. And then this game, obviously, you know, you're in Team Galaxy, you're the good guys this time, and you have your two clans. And I was like, cool. And then there's these three sisters. And I was like, what is your purpose? And they have the stupidest names as well. Yeah, like Coin, Charm, and Clover. Yeah, because they all bring bad luck. And it's just, oh. And then they kind of tried last... I I felt like it was like a last-minute attempt to make them relate to the storyline, where one of them was from Team Diamond, and one of them was from Team Pearl, and one of them was from Team Galaxy. And I was like, that doesn't make sense if they're sisters. Yeah. Right? I'm like, how are you all in different teams? I don't think they were, like, actually sisters. Oh, really? They were No, yeah, they were just, like, oh. busy mates kind of sisters. Well, I... Uh, at first, because they were like, oh, this is the youngest sister, and this yeah. is the oldest sister, so I think naturally I was just like, oh, they're actually Yeah, sisters. no, that, I don't think they're actually related, they're just like belly mates. Well, damn, even at that, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're still... That makes it worse, and I'm just like, I felt no <laughs> connection to them the way... No, yeah. You know, there's other villains in Pokemon games, like N, for example, in Pokemon Black and White. Yeah. Like, I was just like, he had the best storyline, and no one can change my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even Team Rocket, when you learn about, like, Giovanni and stuff like that, and other Pokemon games, you get an attachment, kind of, to the villains, and then this yeah. one, I was just like, Even Team no. Galaxy. Yeah. Right. There's actually like a like there's a reason they're there. Yeah. These, these three sisters honestly, were just pests. They were just there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were an annoyance, yeah. pain in my ass. I no, I was just like, <laughs> I can't deal with this. That yeah, I'd hundred percent. If they were to remake this game, I'd be like, please take them out. They were just. It's almost like the book office that it takes two. They're just an annoyance. They pop out from nowhere. Yeah. Mess around with your story like that. You're about to like collect the crystal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we're going to have this crystal instead. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to steal from this old woman. And you're like, oh, the world's about to end. I'm going to steal the thing you need most <laughs> to stop the world from ending. And I'm like, are you dumb? Are you stupid? <laughs> they're like, so oh, pointless. we're trying to make money. And I'm like, yes, but the world's coming to an end. So money doesn't matter. Yeah. So give me back the thing. And I'm like, well, we're going to battle you. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then they're like, yeah, it's probably better in your hands anyway. And it's just like, well, what was the point in this encounter? <laughs> Honestly. So, ranting aside. <laughs> yeah, ranting aside. Sorry, guys. I'm sure you agree. Anyone who's played the game agrees. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we have not spoken about that you would like to cover? Something major we haven't spoken about yet. Oh, yeah. The crafting. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the craft. I fucking love the crafting. Yeah. I love, I love the fact that you can be self-sufficient. Like, you can be fully self-sufficient. You don't mm-hmm. have to touch a shop. Yeah. You can literally get every item you ever need just by going around and gathering shit. Mm-hmm. I love games like that. Yes. that is. It was very good. I like that. I hate the whole, oh, I have to go to a shop. I have to earn money. But from Pokemon Battles and go to the shop, 
and just earn things or to just buy things or just find things out in a forest like you actually have to craft and make your way and it's really good actually like it gives you a reason to explore the map yeah. like if it was a massively open world map and you couldn't collect anything what's the point in it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i just remember before i did my last trials that i was like oh because i didn't know what was coming up specifically and i was like okay Obviously, I'm probably going to have to come up against the three legendaries, like Mezpre, Uxie, and... Is it Azelf? I always get that one mixed up. Yes. I didn't even write the last one down. I wrote down Mezpre and Uxie. But anyway. Like Axel or something like that. <laughs> Axel, yeah, something like that. Sorry, that last pure Pokemon never... I just never <laughs> did um, But I thought I was going to be coming up against them straight away. So I was like, oh my god, I don't have enough Ultra Balls. So I was like going out before the like last trial, and I was like running around certain areas like battling Pokemon but I was also like trying to like gather my iron and like like apricots and stuff and I was like okay I really need to yeah. like compare and they really thought about the system as well because I, I feel like every item is fairly how, how would I put it the requirement to make those items are fair it's fair yeah like I feel like they really nailed like the requirements of each ingredient like ingredients I said yes I felt like all the ingredients were fair for each item that, mm -hmm. to make it didn't like it wasn't too hefty that you had to do hours on end of grinding, but it wasn't too little that it you could literally fill your inventory of things you need straight away. Yes, it was it was it was balanced. It was very balanced. I did like that, and to be honest, like there was a lot of elements of this game that reminded me of Breath of the Wild, and I probably take took inspiration from it, and it was probably feedback from other people because a lot of people were like, "Hey." And they've said this about other games like Sonic and stuff. It's like, you know, we want a world where it's like Breath of the Wild, except in Pokemon or in a different yeah. type of game. And I think this was their attempt at doing it. And when it comes to the crafting, I was like, yeah, 100%. They got this down. I like this. It's yeah. not too challenging, but it's challenging enough. It's not, yeah, it's not, in terms of it being similar in that aspect, it's not too far off. There are obviously quite a few things they could have done better or mm. could have done differently to set them like to make it original and set themselves apart from Breath of the Wild yeah but yeah but this is like new this is new to them this is yeah. something different from all the other Pokemon games that they've always been too scared to take that step of something new yeah. which they've now done so we're now it's just uh, a hope that they do it right next time yeah exactly but in all it's still a very good, fun game to play. Like, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's not worth playing. Oh, 100%. I think it's better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Because um, I saw, like, um, I started playing it and then, you know, I sat there on YouTube, watched a few reviews and a lot of people were like, eh, meh. Yeah. A, a lot of the reviews are a bit like that and I, like, that got my expectations a little bit low then. Mm -hmm. And then I played for it, rolled credits and, like, it was actually a more fun play than I thought it would have been. Yes. 100%. And, like, it, as I said all along, I think it's one of those things where it makes me hopeful for what the Pokemon fr franchise will do in the future. Because I think with the main Pokemon games, they were always trying stuff new. And they, as I said, they were doing the Dynamax. It's Dynamax. Yes, that's it. Dynamax. Wow, sorry, guys. I'm just after figuring it. It's called Dynamaxing. <laughs> it's not Vmaxing. It's not like Gigamaxing or whatever I tried to say earlier. Dynamax. <laughs> Anyway, they tried Dynamaxing, they tried Mega Evolution, and they were always trying stuff that I'm like, oh, you're literally trying to use the exact same formula to do something and just adding little things that yeah. don't need to be added. They were trying to make something new, but keep the same system, yeah. which just doesn't, it never works. It's like trying to teach an old dog new tricks. Exactly. And then they brought this game out, and I was like, this is something new, and it's like, something completely fun. completely new. 
And I think it's like something that they can either go along with and make a whole legend series or they can incorporate parts of this into the main Pokemon game, yeah. which I would like to see some of. Maybe not everything. I would like to see the two series be separate. Yeah, I like the two series to be separate. I'd like them still to make your your traditional Pokemon game where you start off, collect Pokemon, fight gyms, do all that yeah. all that jazz. I, I I'd love for them to still carry that on. Yeah. But I'd also like them to carry on with this, like yeah. this new thing that they're poking around with. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the the things that they could have done better, or the things that they may have gone wrong, us the minor things, yeah. which is why it was a bit of a shock when I actually really enjoyed the game. Yeah, like I feel like the the things that they could have done better are so minute and minor that it's it doesn't affect the gameplay. Mm-hmm. whatsoever like the game is still good to play it's still fun to run around for the first time catching all these pokemon um getting their research levels up because uh, that's something we haven't really touched on either is the research levels of the pokedex oh yeah i suppose yeah and so, even getting stars and stuff yeah, yeah getting all the stars yeah i feel like those little like i feel like they had enough enough to do and enough systems in there for it to just be really enjoyable yes like collecting the stars get getting all the research done so that you can level up your Pokemon to level 10 in the Pokedex for it to be a complete entry and then you've got all the information on it rather than little bits of it because obviously each level unlocks a, a, a never bit of information of that Pokemon like what mm-hmm. berries it likes what what climate it is and what, where it's located and stuff mm-hmm. like that it all slowly unlocks and I like it's not an electronic Pokedex it's a book and like yeah. they, they did so many they did so many things right that the the things that they could have done better are so like, yeah 100% I think the the Pokedex part, they made it way more satisfying to do. So now I think it's a direction they've been trying to go on for a while when they tried, say, Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Go. They're like very much like trying to make it. I know it's always been like, hey, catch them all. But it's always been very focused on gym battles and other stuff where this, they made it. And I have to give props to them in this way where... The Pokedex in this is more like a checklist of stuff to do, but a very satisfying checklist that like when you check things off your list, it's so satisfying and rewarding that like not only do you get things ticked off on an individual Pokemon's page, then it goes towards your star ranking. Yeah. And when you see that bar go up after you've earned more points, you're just like, oh, I feel so good. Or it's just like when you go out into like <clears throat> go out into a zone. You've you've had like a hefty like hour session there. Mm-hmm. You come back to the professor. You show him all your new games, yeah. and you've got like forty Pokemon. He gives you like sixty grand, and then you've got to see this XP bar just shoot right up. Yeah, uh, so satisfying. So satisfying. <laughs> it is really satisfying, and I have to say this is the best Pokemon game for collecting Pokemon. I would say, yeah. in my opinion. Um, because it's like it's easier for one, but like just that mechanic of making making it so satisfying, it really like taps into your brain to be like, hey, go go collect the Pokemon. Yeah. So it's really really good in that way. So and like like in other games, I was very much like because I'm very story driven, and I was like that kid that was like really attached to my actual Pokemon. So say when I got six Pokemon in my party, I wanted to work on those six Pokemon for the whole game because I was like I have an attachment to them. Um, so I never really cared for collecting all the yeah. Pokemon in a game, but this game changed that. I was like, oh, I want them all. Yeah. I want them all. Because you can have so many of them so yeah. quickly, it's, you just yeah, you just want them all. Yeah, and I think as well in the other games, they make it an unrealistic kind of expectation where they're cheating. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, how do you collect the Pokedex in the Kanto region when you can't get Mew? Yeah, true. And Unless feel... you go to a special event yeah. or, you know, get it off someone or cheat 
you know, I think in this, it's like, here are the Pokemon. You can get all of them just in this game. And you're like, cool, that's great. Yeah, and I feel like because you can visually see them, you yeah. can just pick and choose which ones you want to go for as well. Yeah, you're not just running in the top of grass it, and it's like, rather than, yeah, rather than relying on it being the percent chance. Like, yeah. Because you can see what you can go for. You'd be like, oh, today I just want to catch a load of, like, A-palms or something. And then you can just go out and find them. Mm-hmm. Or if you, like, really just want, you really just have a hankering for catching some wormples, you can just go out there and catch Yeah, you and your wormples. <laughs> you know how much Lou loves wormples, man. <laughs> That's actually another thing real quick that I just want to touch on is that even though, yes, we talk, we briefly talked about how Pokemon do say the same circles of stuff, I do like that different species of Pokemon have different temperaments. Yes. So it's just because you said Apom that, like, say you have certain Pokemon, like, especially there's more aggressive Pokemon that'll start chasing you and you can't throw Pokeballs at them until you, unless you battle them. And yeah. then there's other Pokemon, like a Bidoof, when you first start the game, that are just chill and they just stare at you, go by, yeah. and you're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> they're just minding their own, they're just, just carrying on with life. Love, love, they're yeah. just living life to the max. Yeah, and then you have Apoms, especially, because I thought Apoms were funny, because they follow you around. Yeah. And they're just they like, hey, what's around, up? And they, like, hop around, and then... Then you've got Ambi Palm who like chases you. Who absolutely just prick. yeets you off and out. <laughs> which I discovered because I was like, oh, an Ambi Palm's probably going to be chilled away at Palm there. And then no, I got yeeted yeah, off and out the you. first time. I was like, oh, hell. I was like, nah. But I do like that little element. So that's where I'm like, yeah, okay, their scope of area that they go around is not the best. But I do like that they gave different Pokemon different yeah, tournaments. Which gives you a reason to sneak around. Like, obviously, like, yeah. straight in the first area, as soon as you go down the hill, like, you got a shanks. Yeah. That'll attack you. So you have a reason to hop into the bushes and yeah. move around the Pokemon that way, mm-hmm. rather than having to get alerted and then you've got to run away mm-hmm. like a, a few feet before it loses interest. And then all the Pokemon that you wanted that are scatty all, have all ran away because yeah. you've just sprinted across its field to get away from the Shanks that's trying to like, bite yeah. your ass. Exactly. And I'll never forget that happened to me in the first area. And I was running away from something, and an Eevee spotted me and ran off. And I was like, no! I was heartbroken. Heartbroken. Yeah. I ended up getting one not too far, like long later, but I was still like, oh my god, it's gone. Like, I, it didn't, just... I didn't even get an Eevee. My first catch was an Umbreon. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I, I got yeah. an Eevee, because I was. Every Pokemon game I play, I ultimately need an Espeon, so I was like, I need this Eevee, so I kind of lingered around that area for far longer than but I would same, like to The same thing happened to me, though. Like, uh, I think it was sort of Buizel. A Buizel was chasing me, and then fucking got into it, got away from it, just, just about to crouch down into a bush, and an Eevee was right there. Oh, It was in the bush that I was about brutal. to go into, and then it ran away, and I'm like, I kind of wanted that. <laughs> I was heartbroken. I was just like, oh my god! And I I've never seen, I've never seen an Eevee in the in the wild since. No way! Because no, I've had an Eevee outbreak. Never seen one since. I've had an Eevee outbreak, so I went and I was just like, hello, you're all mine. And I think I caught like, I think I have a good ten Eevees in my box. Yeah. At the moment. I don't. <laughs> and then, oh, it's like when you saw my box, I had a load of um pixels in there. And wormples. And wormples. I've not had a wormpole outbreak yet, but I'm looking forward to getting one. There's just a little area, though, that they're always hanging yeah, around. There's, yeah, it's just like by that, the first area, just over by the tree, is where the um, alpha rapidash is. Yeah. Oh, yikes. First time I ever fought that guy, oh my god, he was so hard <laughs> because I was at level 5, and I was just like, hello, and then it's like level 40, and I was like, no, oh no. <laughs> Goodbye. But yeah, I just think that was their nice changes, which, you know, I think a lot of it was expanded from Sword and Shield when they did the... Um, wild areas yeah i feel like that's what gives me hope is that they're one-upping each game the way it feels like is the entire like the entire game it's just like being in a safari park 
Yeah. That's just that's how it feels to me, and that's why I think why I enjoy it so much. It's mm-hmm. like I just love going to a safari park, seeing all the animals, mm-hmm. and I just that I think that's why I, I just have so much joy with this game. Is except that safari park, so you don't eat balls after well, that. No, like, yeah, you don't trap them in there forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there, there's not that part in that safari park, but I think that's why I've got such like a uh, I feel so calm and chilled out when mm-hmm. I'm playing it because I just love I love a good safari park. Yeah, and that's just what the game feels like to me. It's just it's just a massive safari park Pokemon. A hundred percent. Did you notice? This is something I noticed that maybe the the Pokemon battles, the NPC was more intuitive than the last Pokemon games because I was noticing, and this could be just me, I but I was noticing, say, if you were fighting a Wurmple per se, and you were fighting, um, I don't know, like a Starly. If you were playing, say, in the Kanto region, you could have this Starly being like, oh, I'm going to use Tackle, and I'm going to yeah, use Tackle again. But, but I... they have a flying move, and they won't use the flying move. Yes. But in this game, I was like, if a Pokemon has a super effective move, I noticed that the... Op- they definitely use it, and yeah. they one-shot you every bloody time, and it's yeah. happened to me so many fucking times, it's annoying. Especially well, when they get the first move as well, and you don't have mm-hmm. a chance to swap out your Pokemon, and they just one-shot your Pokemon that you wanted to get XP on, it's just like, yeah. I don't... 100%, but yeah, I just <laughs> noticed that the NPCs, well, the Pokemon that you're facing, were far more intuitive in that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the whole agile and strong. Oh, they were just yeeting you off. Yeah, because if, 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 if... So basically, the CP, the NPC would know that it would get a second move, so it would always use an agile move to get that second move, and yeah. it would always go agile and strong, and your Pokemon is just out the door. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I definitely felt like... Even though, it's hard to say, I wouldn't say the game is super challenging, but at the same time, my Pokemon fainted far more in this game than any other Pokemon yeah. game. I wouldn't lose overall battles that much, but I was like I was using revives like a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like I definitely enjoy the fact that they've all but removed the blackout system as well. The only way oh, you can yeah. black out is if you get hit by Pokemon moves when you have no ways, like yeah. when you're not dodging, basically. I've... Because when you've, like, all your Pokemon have fainted, you can still walk around and traverse the world, I feel Which like. Which is more realistic, yeah. isn't it? You know, you're not just backing it and you're not just handing someone money. And you're not going like, to faint because all your Pokemon are dead. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was more realistic in that way that it's like, you know, Pokemon could attack you as the player, yeah. as a human, and then you could black out because Pokemon are attacking you. It's far more realistic. Yeah. It's like watching the anime where Ash is just getting yeeted by a load of, um, <laughs> not Pidgeys, it was Spearows. Yeah. Because Pikachu's out of action, and you're just like, oh, that never normally happens in a Pokemon game. So it was really nice to see. Um, I think one last thing personally I like about it is that old school Japan style. Yeah, I yeah. I love that. I like that's a very personal preference. Like I study Japanese and Japanese culture and stuff, yeah. so I was just like, oh, this is so up my street for aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. I've always liked that sort of like traditional Japanesey stuff, like the Oriental. Yes. Samurais and stuff like that. I've always been really into that sort of thing. Yeah, and I just loved like even the style of the town. I love the clans. Yeah, Yeah, the kimonos. I love the style of dress. It was really very funny because Brian's um, niece comes over and she's like, "Can I play Pokemon?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she was like going through and she's like, "Why do my clothes look so weird?" And I was like, "Because it's supposed to be traditional Japanese style." And she's like, "I I honestly almost picked a female character just so I could mess around with the kimonos." Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I know a lot of guys that do that because in Pokemon games, the guys don't have a lot of clothing options. No, I think I think that's just the general thing for all games is yeah usually the male characters here have your trousers all buff and some trousers and 
female characters always got the better cosmetics. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, Nintendo, if you're ever listening to this... Add more male cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. This is what males want. <laughs> but yeah, I do know a lot of people that play as female characters just specifically for that reason. Um, but I did like it. I just loved, yeah, the kimonos. And like, one little detail that I have to commend them on is when you go into people's houses... So there you have the little porch or the little um, entranceway that you have your shoes on. And as soon as you step up onto yeah. into the tatami mats, your shoes come off. Yeah. And you're walking around and I was like, that's so true to character because like I lived in Japan and yeah, you have to do They're big on germs, yeah. Yeah, they're you big on... You have to remove your outdoor shoes and put indoor slippers yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. This was a little attention to detail that I absolutely loved. And just even the style, the clothes, the regions, I just think they did a really good job and I personally love that. So that's why I'd be like, I'm all for like modern day stuff, like with the way they're doing with the normal series, but I do love the old yeah. style. Like even the way they have little shrines and temples, the way Japan normally would. I love yeah. it. Uh, Absolutely yeah, I really it. like that. Yeah. Um, just to go back on like, well, just to touch on the shops a little bit. Yeah. I like the fact that each shop has side missions that unlocks its inventory slowly. Oh, yes. You don't get you don't get the full shop's inventory straight away. Mm-hmm. You've got to do their side quests before you can unlock additional things. Yeah. 100%. I so really yeah. Like, like when you do the clothes shop, you have to show the um tailor certain pokemon and she's yeah. like oh i have a new idea for clothes and then same with the hairstylist it's like yeah because i think my one now for the i think it's the hairstylist wants me to go get a mischievous oh mischievous yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i've done that uh, i've not done that one and then she, she wants me to get something else now as well and i was like oh i was like i'm not changing my hair anymore <laughs> yeah. i just have to could like i don't the... need any more hairstyles you can I was like, get your own Pokemon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I probably will go and get it at some yeah, point. but just for completion's sake. Yes, but at the time I was like, I've no time for this. But it, yeah, it's definitely cool. I love that. Because it's not just a case of like, oh, here's all the items that are available to yeah. you. You have to work to get here. And I also like the Ginkgo Trading Guild. Yeah. That is just capped out at the HQ as well that you can randomly buy items off. Because mm-hmm. the, the guy who has one item every so often gave me a microwave. Yeah. A microwave? Yeah. So basically, he'll periodically give you items. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I saw a video on it. I think there's a microwave, there's a fan, an electric fan. There's just random items, because obviously you've got Rotom. Mm-hmm. And the only way Rotom can get his... Different forms. Different forms is by interacting with items within the world. Yeah. And obviously, because they haven't got those items in that day and age... It's all things that he's found around the world that's mm. fallen out of the rift. So like you, you get a microwave and then you can get because I've got the heat, the heat heat heatron heatron yeah yeah. So I've got that one now. So because I interacted with the microwave and there's eight forms. So I just yes need to okay Rodham yeah Rodham has like loads of different forms. It's mental. It's crazy. Just quickly, I'm like as we said, we haven't done much post game stuff. But how many legendaries do you have right now? Five, because I have Palkia, Dialga, and then the three... Blobs. The three blobs, yeah. I don't know what they are. Because in Encanto, you're like, oh, the three birds, and in Johto, you're like, the three dogs, and then... I don't know what these are. Yeah, they're the lake. Yes, the the lake lake ones. Yeah, um, obviously, you can just tell from Diamond and Pearl, you'll go on, you'll get, like, Giratina and Darkrai and stuff like that. Yeah. Can we just mention, it's called Pokemon Legends Arceus, and you don't ever get Arceus before you roll credits. No. And I'm like, whoa, this is false marketing. Yeah, it's it's post-game. You get RCS post-game. 
Because when we when you're doing the story and they're like, oh, Sinnoh, the god Sinnoh, I was a bit like, are they talking about Dialga or Apache or are they talking about Arceus at times? I was like, I didn't know. So I assumed at some point maybe Dialga and Palkia would come out frenzied and then you'd need Arceus to unfrenzy them. Yeah. And Arceus just never appears. No. And I roll credits and I was like, all right. <laughs> Obviously, this is like first world problems and I'm only saying this, yeah. but it's just a thing to note that it's called Pokemon Legends Arceus and I have not seen Arceus and I've rolled credits, so... Oh, well, we haven't done this post-game part yet, so there's probably going to be a secondary set of credits that are going to come out after you this catch... This is true. This is true. Because obviously now the, the post-game is all about collecting the final uh, tiles that you collect throughout the game anyway. Yeah. It's collecting those so that you know the location of... I think it's a, a location of a ruin, like an ancient ruin that you've got to find. The the tiles link up to show you where that is. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's what's then going to lead to Arceus. Because obviously this whole story is now a follow. Is you're helping follow out because he wants to learn about all these ruins and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's got nothing to do with the Galaxy team anymore. It's all the Ginkgo stuff now. Mm-hmm. Which I'm guessing is it's, I'm guessing it's basically a s- second story within yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. So like the first story, I'm guessing, I think I'm guessing the way they've done it is, the first main story, is, explaining how you got there, mm-hmm. showing you, like how like how you get your residence there, how you like meet everyone and like learn all that sort of stuff, and then obviously all that bad shit happened. You got to help the Pokemon, and then you got to catch Palkia and Dialga to stop the rift from blowing up the world mm. and then the secondary story is going to be the main game i'm guessing where you're supposed to be collecting the pokedex you're supposed to be getting these final tiles so that you can go get Arceus. Mm-hmm. so i'm guessing the main story is the, like the prelogue and then the bit you we're on now is the actual main game yes mental it's mental <laughs> but good like I think it's one of those things that a lot of people complain about in some of the last Pokemon games that there wasn't enough post game um, stuff to do so I think maybe they've listened and that's a good thing yeah maybe they've listened they've like done that little bit of main story and the post game is actually the main game <laughs> mm-hmm. so I think we're probably coming up to the end now but yeah, I, I just think... want to know is there any final thoughts and also where would you rank this game in terms of how much you like it compared to other Pokemon games, like compared not to other Pokemon yeah. games. Um, I think I, I think because of like the mechanics that are in it, mm. and because it's it touches on some things that I really enjoy in games, I'd rank it quite high. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, because I love the whole self sufficient crafting thing, and I like exploring worlds, and I like mm-hmm. the whole you can be sneaky little devil and catch Pokemon without half of the battle. Them. I I would rank it quite high. Mm. I wouldn't say it's up there as like the best Pokemon game there is. Yeah. It's nowhere near that. Yeah. Like not even close. Yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm on a very similar wavelength where I'm like there's certain games that I would replay this before I played other ones. Like I this is definitely better than Sword and Shield. Yeah. I actually think I'd prefer this better than Diamond and Pearl itself. I because I was not the I was never the biggest Diamond and Pearl fan. I know loads of people loved yeah. it, and I was just like, look, it was never my big thing. Yeah. Um, I think it did better than maybe like X and Y and stuff like that. I just feel like because it's such a different game, it just comes into it falls into its own category. But also story wise, I thought it was decent. Yeah, story I didn't wise. think it was the best story the Pokemon's ever done, but I also was. I think it's mid tier where. 
you know, there were some stories that I just don't think, I think Sword and Shield, meh, yeah. story-wise. Um, X and Y, I don't even remember the story. Um, there's certain Pokemon games where I'm just like, the stories like are meh. it was like something completely new, something they could have tried out was maybe voice acting. I feel like that would have put True. a little bit of oomph in the story because a lot of it is just a lot a lot of the cutscenes is just a screen full of text mm. where I feel like the cutscenes would have been maybe a little bit better if there's a bit of voice acting so you're not this is true but I'm like I just don't see Pokemon doing voice acting no it would be really weird for a Pokemon game to have voice acting yeah I don't I don't see it happening and it, to be honest they could because and this is actually another brief thing that's coming to my mind. They give you little dialogue choices that I'm like, I don't think they were necessary because no matter what you chose, I knew that they were just having the exact same line of dialogue. They tried to make you think you had choice, but there was no yeah. choice. I think the reason they done it was so that there's a bit of immersion in the conversation. Yeah. So that you actually... But it was very much the same thing you answered, except just a different way of saying it. Yeah. And you answered, just... but it didn't mean anything. Because so, I remember this is something that I was just like, I'd rather you just talk and have a cutscene than like, give me an option of two of the same answers but maybe in the future it will matter but i don't think it will be in the near future with pokemon no. pokemon seems to advance very slowly yeah i feel like if they want to try that sort of system where you have inputs in the conversation then they should make it so that those inputs have consequences and yeah like progression like it affects the progression of what option you pick yeah, 100%, because after playing, obviously, it's very hard to put this on the same level, but, like, when you're playing games, like, because I'm watching Ryan playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where choices matter, The Witcher, where choices matter, Dragon Age, and all this yeah, type of stuff, obviously. where choices matter. Yeah, where, and, you know, obviously, they're very specific type of games that maybe Pokemon fans don't like. Not all Pokemon fans, maybe, but I'm like, I would love to see more of that yeah. going forward in a Pokemon game, where your choices do matter. Yeah. It definitely for what they're trying to do with this particular game. Mm -hmm. Aside, put aside all the other Pokemon games where it's all like the gym battles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that's just its own thing. This being a separate entity of Pokemon game, I feel like choices matter will help with immersion in a world that's already immersive. Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, maybe one day we'll see voice acting. Maybe one day we'll see the choices. But I think. Definitely for the rate of advancement the Pokemon goes in, we're doing okay. I like where it's this going. There's quite a big jump, yeah. There's, yeah. There's definitely enough in this game that separates it from the others. That mm -hmm. is quite a big jump in progression of what they're trying to trial in. Or what they're trying to trial in now, basically. Yeah. It's definitely a big jump, and they've done a lot right. They have. There, are, they are, there is obviously like the, the minor things that they could have done better, but... In a whole, the the game is brilliant. Like mm -hmm. there is the, a lot that they've done right. There is a lot of systems that work mm -hmm. with the Pokemon franchise. Like the whole self sufficient crafting, the yeah. whole you've got Pokemon out in the wild that you can go catch. Mm -hmm. Like gameplay wise and mechanics wise, it's all right. They could have just done a little bit better with like the minor details, like more population, so that it actually feels better graphics. Bit. Yeah, better graphics. <laughs> But that may be something we're not going to see until Switch Pro. Yeah. If that ever comes out. Is it a myth? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I think we'll probably finish up there, unless you have any final thoughts. Um, no, I think we've pretty much touched on it. Yeah, I think we've touched on everything. Like, I think, yeah, we overall are, like, very happy with how this game went. Yeah, obviously, as we keep saying, there's definitely stuff that needs to be fixed going forward in Pokemon games, but it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, I think if we have any post-game comments, you'll probably hear it in some of our next podcasts, because yeah. in Monthly Mayhem and 
one flew over the side quest. We always talk about what we're up to and stuff when it comes to gaming, so we'll yeah. probably touch on those there. Yes, yeah, so you yeah, you'll probably hear from us in the next monthly or yeah. one of those like where where we are. But yeah, overall a very good game. Yeah. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well if you ever want to pop over to our Instagram and stuff because I know this is a it's controversial because some people are like no I don't like it at all some people are like this is refreshing I like it and then you know there's some people who are just in between or mad at it but we definitely love to hear people's thoughts um, also I want to thank Leo for coming on and having no chat chit chat about <laughs> Pokemon Legends with yeah, me because oh, we love I've, Pokemon I've been waiting for this day yeah it's been good <laughs> and thanks for listening because it's my first time hosting obviously yeah. I'm not as good as Ryan but you know it'll do it'll do <laughs> I promise we haven't killed him and he will be back for our next one. Yeah, but we'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah. On Instagram or DMs are always open in Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But yes, Lou, thank you so much. Yeah. This has been great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another Pixie Gaming Podcast, uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today. We are Pixie Podcast on Twitter, Pixie Podcast on Instagram, Pixie Gaming Podcast on Facebook, and Pixie Gaming Podcast on YouTube. And our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. You're all a bunch of legends. And uh, here's a little outro music. So enjoy.